everyone. Welcome to a special fun episode of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jules. And we're doing something a little bit different because last week we saw Priscilla, the new Coppola, Sofia Coppola film in the theater. And immediately we, like me, you and Jai saw it and we all were like, we have to do a special pod just in general on this. I've been so obsessed since we saw it. And we saw opening day, which was even more exciting. And no one was in the theater. No, no one. like one person, I think. There was like one one man like on his lunch break <laughs> walking in with some popcorn. Was, he, he looked like he was going into a dirty movie. Like. I know, it was like really weird. And then when like the first scene was like feet, I was like, this is like Tarantino. <laughs> like Tarantino's probably seeing this movie <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Like totally, this is totally his vibe. But we don't really have a guideline. We both just took notes on our phone in the car on the way back home. Cause I was like, we're going to do an episode. So just kind of talk about what you liked and what you didn't like so we don't have a general like I don't know it's been out for what like a week now I I guess people are seeing it I mean the the, the fangirlies are seeing it yeah yeah oh I think so but what's your overall like what was your did you have any like Priscilla or Elvis knowledge going in at all honestly not really kind of like what um what's his name who's the guy who plays Elvis oh Jacob Elordi yeah he's so... not a what's his name don't tell me I'm, he's a what's I'm his so name sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry he's not a what's his name you guys um <laughs> but he made a funny joke where he was like oh yeah my first impression of Elvis was on Lilo and Stitch <laughs> when Stitch dresses up as Elvis um I'd like to say that was my first impression but um my, my dad was like an Elvis fan and oh um, no way he had this really uh if I call it tacky and he hears this he might get offended but it was like this velvet painting of Elvis oh my (laughs) god 70s (laughs) that is so 70s (laughs) yeah so so, like I knew of Elvis of like being cool but also like he was already dead so my impression of him was just like oh this like drug addict that died on the toilet which (laughs) Like is that's maybe not very nice of me to say, um, but after watching this movie, I have a totally different impression, and I'm also obsessed with Priscilla. I'm obsessed with. Her. I really she's, want to read her book. She's totally Lana coded, so I think we had Pris- like Sophia Coppola fangirlies going, but I think we also had Lana girlies going to see it, which is really crazy that it came out that. It sounds kind of weird and fishy, so I don't know what the real story is, but it sounds like there was some kind of timeline mix-up why Lana couldn't have a song on the soundtrack, but that's kind of thin. They always say, no matter like what situation, when they're like, oh, timing, it's usually something else. It has to be. like Nowadays, it's not like she had to be a cameo in it. You can record anywhere. Yeah. I mean, how is that an excuse? Like, I don't get how that's an excuse. It's probably like, I don't know if she didn't want to do it or I don't, I don't know why. I don't get it. Yeah. What was like your first impression of Elvis? Um. Okay. I don't have one because my, obviously he was again dead when I was born. So I didn't have any like real connection to him being alive. My parents are not big Elvis fans. My mom was really funny. She was like, She's like, it's so funny because I remember Elvis, like, you know, I remember when he was big and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But she was like, I was into, she was into like 
jazz and just like other like broadway shows just other stuff but she's yeah. like i remember kids liking him she's like but then there was that weird lull where like in the 70s he was kind of like down and out like he was in vegas he was kind of doing that lounge show he gained a lot of weight he was more of like a caricature oh i, I don't want to like put this comparison because they're not is not a comparison but i guess he'd fallen out of like the huge pop culture bubble much much like a michael jackson mm-hmm. and much like most big celebrities like that like the one name celebrities, I guess I would call them like they like usually have a huge zeitgeist moment. It might be 10 years. It might be 20. It might be five, but eventually they fade away. Like Madonna, Madonna's trying to come back, but like, there's been a while where she's not, you know, she's not what she was. Gaga is the same way. You know, they have like these big spurts. So then she was like, it's so weird that once he died, she's like, everyone came out of the woodwork. There was just like Elvis mania, but no one had talked about him for like 10 years. She's like, but all of a sudden it was like, everyone was, oh my God, Elvis, the funeral, Graceland, everything. Like, so that's all I knew. And I don't think I have, I've never seen any of his films. Like I know he was in some films in like the fifties or sixties, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen his acting work. And I remember hearing about people going to Graceland. Um, like some people that I knew who went there cause they were Elvis fans. Um, and that was like really weird. There was like rooms in his house where he has like multiple TVs and he would shoot them. Oh my God. Like he would like shoot the TVs. Like he had a lot of money and was like very eccentric, I think. Um, I've towards heard, the end. Uh, I wish I could remember the story of who it was. It was like some big, like, I don't know if it was a musician or a comedian. Oh my God. Um, the, dudes from that show with selena gomez oh the murders the only only murders murders in the building that one maybe not martin short steve martin Martin? yeah Yeah, steve martin and martin short yeah yeah i i really hope this was right because it was like on the conan podcast (laughs) um but they were telling (laughs) fuck if it's not them i'm gonna feel really stupid because like this is live but um, I'm gonna Google <laughs> Steve Martin. I don't Martin know who Short. it is because I don't know if timing wise if that even makes sense. But, yeah, they're older. Okay, they so, they would have been. I'm just gonna Google their I, names together I'm and Elvis. Sure, that was them. But there's a story. Yes, I see okay. it here, Conan. Yes, you're okay, right. perfect. Steve there's Martin. A, okay, good. Oh, can we fact <laughs> check? Um, they talked about how they were in a room with Elvis and they're like just chilling and all of a sudden he brings out a gun and just shoots right next to their head and then he puts like a a gun down and like he just like had guns all the time like he was a gun dude Mm -hmm. and uh like i forget what else they said um so this is not a very good story to be honest um (laughs) sometimes i just talk and i don't know where i'm gonna go with it (laughs) <laughs> no but that plays into the film because in the movie he buys her a gun and remember she has like different out different guns that match each outfit yeah. <laughs> like a blue one a pearl one and he had a gun too remember it was like her graduation from high school we'll get there um where he has in the picture with all of his friends he has the gun like in his front waistband i was like this is a graduation picture <laughs> like why do you have a gun in your waistband it's so weird yeah he's I mean, he went to jail. Wasn't he in jail a couple times? I know he has that song, Jailhouse Rock, but I don't know if he actually went to jail. Did he? Go to jail. We're literally doing like as... State police (laughs) took Elvis into custody and transported him to Cato Parish Jail. 
where he posted oh. a twenty five dollar bond and was released. Okay, so he wasn't like in in jail. It was for the dancing, right? Yeah. Was it for like his like hip swinging and it was like um <laughs> something else? Oh, there is something else. It says in 1966 he was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct, battery, and assault following an altercation at a gas station. Oh shit. Oh, so he might have gone in in. I mean, he seemed like he had a temper, so. He definitely did. And he definitely seemed like a massive, he seemed like, this sounds really weird because I'm sure he had lots of groupies, but he seems kind of like incelly. Yes. Like, at least that's how they kind of portrayed him. Like in the way that, not that like being an, like, I think this is one differential when people say incel, which I was listening to Kim and Kyle from the 90 Day Cray podcast because, mm-hmm. um. I still love their podcast. Yeah. And like Kyle, the guy on there, I think Kim was like, is that guy an incel? And Kyle was like, well, there's one different thing about an incel. It's not just like a gamer and it's not just like a nerdy guy. It's not just an introverted celibate person. That's like completely different. It's basically like the like hatred for women. Yes. Like that's what really kind of puts them in two different categories. Like this guy would just be a nerd, the guy that they were talking about. They're like, no, 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 he's not an incel. Incel is very like, you kind of resent women. There's like yeah. a, a resentful era and like why, and also like you're kind of annoyed because I guess women aren't paying attention to you, but it's because you have this negative energy where you either don't value women. It kind of seemed, at least in this film, it made it look like that, judging from the fact that, granted, they didn't have sex, but for a long time, I, as it shows in the film, I don't know, like obviously reality, but she was 14 when they dated. I don't care if you were just kissing her and that's not illegal. That's still fucking weird. Yeah. Then she gets married. Well, not only does she get married, but according to the film, I'm not sure because I want to really want to read Priscilla's book. According to the film, they were like dating while she was in high school. Like she had moved to Graceland and essentially was enrolled in school in Tennessee when her mom and dad were on the base in Germany, I guess still. And like they allowed that. And it was like, he was like a guardian, kind of, but her boyfriend. And then they got married. And then she was kind of like, why won't you sleep with me? Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm your wife. This is, you know, what's going on? I know you have groupies. And he was just kind of like, no, no, like, I want to wait. I want like, but the way he said it, he was like, I want to control like when this happens. Yeah. And, And she was like, but like I don't understand like I'm not saying no we're married like I don't get it and then when they finally did have a child who knows how many times they actually slept together I mean we know she got pregnant but maybe it was like two or three times only I mean who knows and then she then he wouldn't sleep with her and then she was just like what the hell is going on like what's you know we're married and it's like you get that weird like I want like virgins and now that you've been like quote unquote like pregnant or even though it's him like she didn't sleep with anyone else it's something like weird that triggers in there and then they mentioned something about his mom like he was really like kind of weirdly close with his mom well they're apparently they like shared a bed until he was a teenager yeah and he would like he had a girlfriend i forget was her name like anna or something i don't remember and she like said something because it was so weird the way that he would behave with his mom he would sit on his mom's lap and like when he was like a grown adult yeah it was like very weird which like i i mean i don't know anything i can't like i'm not gonna say anything but like things were weird (laughs) there was some type of like weirdness but 
like probably caused his behavior towards women plus it was also like the 50s where it was so much more normalized to act shitty to women that's true um so it was like it's probably like a concoction of both and his dad was like doing the business stuff i don't know i think he was really close with his mom like elvis was more of like a mama's boy than like really close with his dad his dad was like the business guy I think he like did a lot of the work. And also I didn't know this. My mom said that he had a twin that died when he was really young. Oh, like, a, I, I guess identical. I'm assuming identical twin that, and uh, she was like, yeah, I remember that here, hearing that about him. I was like, that's so interesting. Cause the way that he's like multiple people, the yeah. way that he's like this star and like untouchable, you know, he was like a, like a, a cult figure, like a, he literally felt like, a cult even when you see all those old video this is before the beatles but you see the old performances of him playing like the 50s i mean women are losing and girls are like mm-hmm. losing their minds that's when you see the girls like screaming and like grabbing their hair and just like ah you know like they did it for the beatles later on probably like 10 years yeah. later but yeah like women were losing their minds and he had all this like you know with the hip swinging which was obviously new ish but black artists had been doing it but obviously Mm -hmm. not on a large stage where it was known i think jerry lee lewis another person who married like his fucking cousin who was like 13 he also i think was one of those i think he did the hip thing like the hip swinging which was like oh my god like this is we're puritanical we don't do that we don't do all that kind of like gyrating around but i have to say hats off to jacob belordi i have not seen elvis with austin butler um i might i'm not too into elvis himself um i really like that this was priscilla because i'm kind of more interested in her story same same also i'm i i just have google up i'm looking at photos first like jacob versus austin butler and there is just this photo of austin butler he looks like he just saw someone shit their pants like the face he's making i'm like this dude does not look like elvis like what the fuck i'm granted i haven't seen the movie so maybe i shouldn't be judging it but um it's i i think jacob looks great in this movie i i found myself feeling um feeling smitten like when i was watching this movie i felt i feel like i felt priscilla's feelings like I everything that was happening to Priscilla I was like internalizing and I just felt I felt smitten and uh like butterflies and then heartbreak like I felt it all Mm -hmm. I mean so this is also I have to say uh before we get too much into Elvis this is like Sofia Coppola's return to form I think because I have not been a massive fan of her like more later work I guess you could say like her work after Marie Antoinette yeah for me it's just not hit like the other ones have and this felt very like it could have been made 15 years ago totally like she's so good at periods she's so good at just creating that like girl um like introspection like environment that she did with like virgin suicides that she does with everything i mean because that's obviously who she is so she's really good at identifying like the women's part and also not being very like i feel like she did such a good job at painting elvis in a human way totally like not really vilifying him like you easily could i mean you easily could just say like he was a creep and he was keeping her down and blah 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 but they really showed it was more 
like how you see it through Priscilla's eyes, she didn't know any better or worse. I mean, this is her first relationship and it's Elvis. Like that's crazy. Well, and, and I I do think, um, you know, in the letter that, cause, um, Lisa Presley and Sophia had a, you know, email thread going on because they were so upset about this movie being made. They were against it. And, you know, she said, this movie just makes my father look, you, you know, like a manipulator. And and I think Sophia said it um, pretty, she articulated really well. She said, you know, I'm trying to showcase uh, your father with sensitivity and complexity, which it is. Like, he's not just this, you know, awful guy. There's just, it's such a complex story. And, it, and like you said, yeah, it does make him human. Yeah. I mean, he's a real person. And also it's weird too for, I mean, obviously we're we're not Lisa or Priscilla, so we have no idea what it's like to be in this world, but Lisa, like it sounds at least it, it very much feels like Lisa's doubting her mother's experience. Yeah. Like this is granted you're the child and I, I don't, I'm not sure how old she was when Elvis died. I want to say like 10 ish, like uh, either below or above 10. I don't think she was that old because she was like what fifties when she yeah. died and he's mm-hmm. been gone for, since the seventies. So she's got to be born in the sixties sometime. And then for her to kind of be like, we don't want this told. I'm like, but Priscilla was an executive producer. Like this is her from her book, Elvis and me. Yeah. So this is her experience. I feel like I, it might make him look a certain way, but like, I'm not going to doubt someone that lived this experience that you were not around for. Exactly exactly yeah and if even if you're 10 like i don't think you have the say of yeah someone else's experience <laughs> like no. if, if priscilla is okay with it being made i think i think i mean i don't want to speak ill of you know of, of lisa presley but um yeah and also there's the drama that you and jai didn't know about riley keogh who is priscilla's daughter oh yeah now and priscilla having like a legal argument or fight the last like year or two because lisa i guess in her will completely cut out priscilla i don't know if she thought that i mean i guess it's weird to cut out your mom because i you would naturally assume that you would outlive your mom yeah so i don't think i would put any clause in my will about what my mom to do but i don't know when you have money like that you probably have to cover all your bases just in case you have an accident or whatever but the fact that she cut her mom out and essentially left everything to Riley. And I think Priscilla was like, hold on, like, this is cra- like, this is crazy because I didn't know this is that when Elvis died, the state was in debt and they, you know, really needed to like punch up just all of the monies, like all the monies that they needed for everything. And Priscilla is the one that brought them out of debt. I think she like created Graceland, made it like a museum that you can go probably licensed out all sorts of like movies and TV shows or whatever you do to like make extra money. Yeah. So in that way, I'm on Priscilla's side. We're like, wait a minute, you wouldn't even have an estate to inherit if it wasn't for me. Yeah. And I'm now cut out. So they had like a resolution and agreed to it, but Riley's in charge though damn that's wild isn't that crazy it's like oh. your your grandma's like you're in charge of your grandpa's estate but like your grandma's still living who like lived with the man and you like never met your grandpa no no not at all like not oh, even cool. close she's like 20 I 30 years imagine. yeah like that's just nuts 
That's so nuts. So what did you think about the fashion? Oh my God. Um, let me just say, after we saw the movie, I went online and I bought like four <gasps> or five dresses. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Were they like Priscilla-esque yes, dresses? Yes, they're, they're totally, totally like that 50s, 60s mod dress look. Um, I'm like bringing it back. I After I saw the movie, I was wearing... Like I like teased the back of my hair. I was wearing headbands, and I did uh like the eyeliner. I was getting so into it just because of fashion. I think that that is one of the strongest points of this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sofia Coppola makes everything just gorgeous, and the fashion is always on point. But this is like my favorite time period, fashion-wise, it's and really cool. I think it was so good. One of my things was I did wish um they. Uh, mimicked some of the like um, fashion that we've seen Priscilla wear in the past like mm-hmm. it would have been cool if they actually put that in there um, but I I think uh, I think the clothes were so good did you have a favorite oh I think my favorite is that scene of them walking out of the hotel where they're both in the black and white oh, yes. like that's the oh my god also i have to say i am fully on the jacob Elordi train i'm not old enough to be his mother but it would be a really sleazy romance if we were ever <laughs> to be together because he's really young but he's not like that young but but still i'm on the train i've been on the train since euphoria because he's incredibly terrifying in euphoria so i'm really glad to see him in a non- a role that's not this like horrible abusive boyfriend because I know that he's a great actor, but I didn't know how great like he, he is. I feel like he's the next one to watch. I mean, he already is working a lot, but I feel like I'm kind of hoping that he will be the one to win the Oscar before Timmy. (laughs) I don't want Timmy Chalamet to win it first because he'd be the youngest, but if a Lordy can somehow sneak in and become the youngest, I feel like that would annoy Chalamet, which kind of would make me happy. Honestly, like, yeah, I can't stand Timothy Chalamet. He looks like the rat from Ratatouille. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so not here for him. I don't get the hype. Everyone's like, he's the next Leo, and I was like, no, no, he's gross. Um, You're not, don't ever, don't this dude, ever. This dude charmed the fuck out of me watching yeah. this movie. Um, I also loved um, her nightgowns. Oh yeah. I thought her nightgowns were really cute and that that original blue dress um that she was wearing like that kind of like first one that she put on with like the little bow. I thought that was super cute and I also loved it kind of reminds me of that look when they're going out of the casino but when they're at the pool oh, and he's wearing the black and white shirt and mm-hmm. she's wearing, you know, like a checkered black and white so good Um, yeah so good but yeah that when they're walking out of the casino that like black lined white (sighs) jacket and her little like like crop top oh so cute it's It's so so, so good i love also his pajamas he has these like navy and like white piping just like pajama set that has his initials on it which i love they're blue i think they're always blue yeah and the room like the deck the decor oh. of graceland is something in and of itself which i think they built the set in toronto because they weren't oh, actually cool. shooting there but the actual graceland his room like Insane. the black quilted leather door like just everything so dark it was like blue and gold and black it was just like the weirdest decor but it was so cool and i'm sure so new for that time 
Seriously. I was just like outlandish. He even had like the blinds where you press the button. And I'm like, damn, I don't even have that. <laughs> I know. It was like really, really cool. I was like, damn. Also the outfits that they wear when they're like taking Polaroids of each other. <gasps> yes. I she love has that black, that. like ruffle. Like it looks like a bra set, but the yeah. bottom is like ruffled kind of like bloomers. They're so cool. So like, cute. That whole vibe is so cool. I love that's one of my favorite scenes is when they're taking the Polaroids of each other like they seem actually really happy then and then it like turns yeah like everything does um but you have to be priscilla for halloween next year i i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be priscilla every day <laughs> yeah you actually like have to and i wonder if maybe that's why lana i wonder if maybe that's why lana strayed away from it because i don't know if a lot of lana's fans know about priscilla presley like that yeah and maybe they would see it and be like oh she just bit her style from priscilla presley and maybe she didn't want to have to like answer to it. Like yeah, maybe. has she ever talked about like Priscilla? I know she obviously like emulates her, but has she ever mentioned like she's my inspiration and that's why I dress this way or no? You know, that's a good question. I I've never heard anything like that from her, but but fans have definitely just uh, just with her fashion taste and her hair, like there are photos um like photo comparisons of like literally on on the left Lana's clothes and on the right uh Priscilla and they almost look like they were like staged candid photos like it um, looks very kind of like cosplay yeah and a she's little bit totally like I mean all the way to there's even um her most recent album she did a um a photo shoot and it's like emulating um like Priscilla's wedding Oh, um, like similar like dress and everything, and um, I don't know. There's just there's a lot of Lana, and and when we left the theater, because I'm I'm a Lana stan. No, you got that, me on the train. I know, I know, it's like controversial, but I <laughs> is I it? Loved, I mean, it was for a while, but everyone forgot and doesn't care. Um, she dated a cop. Oh, um, is that why? Is yeah. that why it's controversial? And uh, and she did this thing called Question for the Culture, but we can talk about that on another podcast. But um, what's that? Oh, she she just sometimes she just she just says things, and Uh-oh. you know she's a big she's a big star, and like I don't think she meant it the way that the internet in- interpreted it, but they just like went after her, anyways. Oh, okay. Um, but like listening to her music after we saw the movie and like that because that was really my first true impression of Priscilla I didn't really know much of her or like really thought about her um but I listened to the music and I listened to the the world building that Lana has done Mm -hmm. and I literally every single song I could be like oh Elvis (laughs) like priscilla to elvis it, it was just right in front of me the whole time that's so weird also there's another quote from this nme article that says uh coppola said that delray was invited to the premiere and she says i don't think she can come but i'm excited for her to see it i'm like what happened she wouldn't I even come to is. the premiere so so when baz lerman was making uh the elvis movie she she was trying to get her agent to and this is just like allegedly from what i've heard on tiktok who knows um but she was trying to get her agent to uh like talk to the like the director or cast whoever is in charge in the movie 
Mm-hmm. And because she wanted the role and she was like, I was born to play like the role of Priscilla. And I guess they snubbed her. And ever since then, like been super bitter about it. And I'm wondering like after that happened, if she was like, no, like I don't want anything to do with this. That could be because that seems like something she would do. That's so weird. And this interview of the same NME article, it says that Coppola said she learned that people really connect Lana Del Rey with Priscilla. It says Del Rey previously wrote a song for an Elvis documentary and takes much of her style inspiration from Priscilla. She even got Priscilla's blessing to play her in the biopic so it wasn't even like priscilla didn't want her playing her it was like maybe baz lerman was just like i need a i mean that was a huge movie and i feel like i don't know if you could trust a non-experienced actor with yeah. someone like elvis or uh, not elvis um austin butler who's literally like changing his entire life for three years to be this man and still talk i think that was another thing that was annoying me was that austin butler was like still using the accent yeah for years after and it was like dude like i i mean i understand that it's hard but like come on like it you're getting like reamed about this all the time and (laughs) jacob lordy like strolls in learns the accent from like a cartoon is like has a heavy australian accent to begin with um who's not american and comes in does an amazing non-caricature job like he does like a realistic portrayal i feel like what I've seen of the Baz Luhrmann one, which again, I haven't seen it. So I know like, don't kill me, but it seems very like over the top. Like it's very like lip curl. Yeah. It's very like lip curl and like, Oh yeah. Like it's like the, what you see when you see people like doing impersonations, like on Hollywood Boulevard, (laughs) like that's kind of like over the top, but it was more of a performance film. And that is about Elvis. And this Mm -hmm. is about Priscilla. So he's not a main character in this one. When of course that's, I don't even think Priscilla's in they said that, I think Jai, because she's seen Elvis, she was like, well, Priscilla's not even really in the other one. Because it's basically like when Elvis was a kid. Like, you see how he got to where he became, and you kind of see Priscilla, you see him marry her, they have a kid, but it's basically like him on the road and his manager and, like, the money. It's, like, more like that. So, yeah. then well, they should have used Lana then. If she wasn't really, like, in it, it's not like she was going to do this one. They should have used Lana. It could have been, like, multiple reasons. I mean, she is, like, in her 30s. Like, it might have been hard oh, to get her. To... Yeah. yeah. Even when she was younger, she looked mature. Yeah, um, she did. Yeah. She's curvier, too. She's not tiny. Yeah. Like yeah. Priscilla. She's, yeah. And she, I think she's pretty tall, too. Yeah. Like, and Elvis is, like, towering. Well, Jacob Elordi is, like, 6'5", or some crazy height like that. Yeah. So I'm sure there are just, like, multiple things. I think, and I think the I only acting know. Lana's ever done was, like, some small like indie film you can find it on youtube by the way um i'll i'll figure out what it's called and we'll put it in the link below um but uh yeah i i love i love lana for that very like and and i won't make this a lana podcast but everyone's like fuck we thought they were talking about priscilla everyone's like fuck off we hate lana (laughs) it's okay Um, i did for a while but i've come around (laughs) it takes a while But I think what's so beautiful about Sofia Coppola, about Priscilla, about Lana, all of these, you know, these three, you know, things that are all in a melting pot of femininity is, is that it is so feminine. Mm -hmm. Like, there's such a strength and power in, in vulnerability and femininity that 
doesn't have a space in typical feminism. And that is one of the things that Lana um, got heat for is about like, and we don't have to get into what she said, because like, I don't agree necessarily how she went about it. But I think the point that she's been trying to say and what Sophia does so beautifully is like the power of femininity and how femininity and vulnerability should have a space in feminism. And even at the end when, I mean, spoiler alert, but not really because I mean, their lives are like documented, but in the end when she was leaving and she was like, I'm leaving you. Like I was like, Oh yes, girl, get in that car and zoom away from this hot mess. You're losing me to a life of my own. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, yes, I girl, go, please. I'll never leave. Like, good for you. I was like, take that baby and go. Dude, this is crazy. When I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton starts playing and it's <sighs> just the shot of her driving, I was holding in so many tears. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see this movie again. <laughs> Yes. Like, it was so good. Like, also, I thought so I wanted to ask you about was the music. What did you oh think about God. them not using any Elvis music? I don't think they could I, use any honestly, Elvis. I am so happy they didn't. I think it was really cool that they didn't. You know why? Because I freaking love every single Sofia Coppola soundtrack. I know her soundtracks so are like no other. And they really I, are. And that's all I've, like, after I, you know, got through a couple Lana songs, I put on the soundtrack, and I am so floored. It's so amazing. There's covers, mm-hmm. like, the Ramones did a cover, um, there's, like, and there's, like, Crimson and Clover on there, um, the dude from Phoenix, uh, so it was, like, oh, her Phoenix. husband. Yeah, her husband did music, Porches also did music, Dan Deacon, um, like there was just so many and like I loved the score like the the instrumentals that Mm -hmm. were in the soundtrack there were because you have all of these um you have all of these songs of that time that era covers of the time in the era but then when there were certain aspects you heard like synths and arpeggiators and I freaking loved that I thought that was um such a beautiful um, I mean, it reminds me of things that she's done, like in Marie Antoinette, where it was like '80s new wave, '80s dark wave. But so then good. you had like these beautiful, um, you know, uh, piano pieces by well, like Aphex Twin did some like incredible piano pieces, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like a beautiful balance. Um, and she and had classical. She, yes. Yes. Like oh, so good. Yeah. So and the she, strokes. Yes. Like just strokes. New order. A gang of four. I mean, I feel like she she also did the same thing. Yep. She did the same thing with uh Lost in Translation, which you have to see. I can't believe I still haven't seen it yet. Oh my god. It's (laughs) literally like my bloody Valentine and like shoegaze and Jesus and Mary Chain, like it's set to the scene of Tokyo. It is god, Jules, you literally like we have to do it because Jai's on baby leave, so yes. we're gonna have to do it. Like she'll just have to listen to it from afar because yeah. it's so good. And I feel like if you like Coppola and you haven't seen Lost in Translation, like it's one of her greats. 
I'll, I'm gonna so watch good. it. I'm gonna make that a a goal for this month, month of yes. November. Yes, definitely make it a goal. It is so good. I have to say, I also love the soundtrack. I'm not a massive fan of Elvis, so I'm actually really glad they didn't use it because it's not his story. Yeah. Uh, did they use it in the El- in the Baz Luhrmann one? I know he's singing Elvis, though. Like, he actually was singing the song, so I'm assuming they have to use the music Yeah. for Elvis, I, I would think, because it's about him. I mean, yeah, yeah, God, it's it, so good. This, this soundtrack, like, even, like, Alice Coltrane, there, there's just so much good. Like, Brenda Lee, Sweet Nothings. Oh, I love yeah. the name of that. Um, yeah, there's just... I I love it. I love it so much. And I've also been very into this this era of music recently. Um like I, I don't even I think maybe this was like slightly later, but like listening to like Peggy Lee and oh, yeah. Roy Orbison. Um there's something kind of about that uh it's in between jazz and pop and rock of the sixties and it's um and country. And yeah, anyways, I'm just, I'm just talking to talk right now. (laughs) (laughs) I also have been into like me, like older music, but I'm talking like, I'm, this sounds so lame, but also not lame at the same time. I'm really into like early jazz recordings of like the twenties. Dude, that's not lame. That's cool as fuck. (laughs) Lauren, I didn't know this. You've been holding out on me. Yeah. Well, okay. So I've, I've watched Boardwalk Empire before, but the show takes place in the, like late teens early 20s really great show hbo yada yada so good so during the shows they have the songs like from that era and at the end during the credits they always have like an old song playing and lately i've been like god i really like this music it feels so like warm and like cozy yeah and the way they recorded back then like you hear the record scratch like you just hear like all those sounds and the way the microphones have their sounds kind of muffled I just love the way it sounds. So I've now been using my Shazam. Like when I'm watching the episodes, I'm like going through and like Shazamming it and making them. A lot of them are not on Spotify. And what's annoying is that Boardwalk Empire made a soundtrack, but they had all of these new people cover the songs. And I was like, that's cool. But I actually want the old recordings. I want the ones from like the 20s and the 30s and the teens. So I've been going and like cross-referencing and going to YouTube where a lot of them are. And I'm like trying to download and make a whole playlist because this is another thing about Spotify. While I do love Spotify, there is some stuff that's not on there. Yeah. Like every now and again, you'll find something and then you'll Google on Spotify and you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Shit, man. Okay. I got to go old school. So definitely look beyond Spotify for music. I would say YouTube is a really great resource. Oh yeah. When I, um, so I've been very into sampling, um, in just in music a lot recently. And the what I'll do is just like my version of sampling is I will just go on rabbit holes of like, like I was really into, um, like seventies Brazilian psych rock. Oh, cool. For like a while. And like, I would just go down these deep rabbit holes of like Brazilian psych rock and like they have every, everything is on YouTube. Everything is archived on YouTube. You can find anything like it's it's kind of the perfect place for sampling also you know like finding like cool videos and yeah um, but you should send me a, a playlist of it i will i have like playlist. seven or eight songs right now i'm gonna try to combine it with my spotify one i'll probably make cool. it look for the spotify ones on youtube and put them there because yeah I, I have a lot of like random 
I mean, I have a lot of like random playlists on YouTube, but some people that I know who don't really go on YouTube that much, I'm like, I'm on YouTube like several times a day. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's just me. Um, I don't, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't go on YouTube that much. I'm like, oh, there's so many people I follow. There's so many just random. Every time I go to look something up, I usually go to YouTube. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, usually the first place. YouTube is the place. It totally is. It so, totally is. Have you seen anything else that the girl who played Priscilla? Okay. No. Kaylee Sp- Spani? Spani? Let me see. Let me find her name. She's I, new. She's brand new. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned her. She It was her film. Kaylee Spani or Spani. I don't know how you say it. Yeah. She's incredible. Let's, and... let's, let's give her a, a big part of this podcast. Like, she yeah, she was incredible. And I'd never seen her anything. And she looked so young. She looked like... But the thing is, she also looked incredibly different at every t- I was like this is the same girl like she's yeah. a chameleon which is Seriously. great for acting such a chameleon it's so good she is in I'm looking her up now she is 25 so she's about the same age as Jacob Elordi looks like a man for some reason and he's like 26 or something but he <laughs> looks he gives like dad <laughs> like yeah he just gives like this older like mature it could be the Australian thing that he's probably just grown up faster but he just and also his height probably definitely gives him like older vibe but you i mean i know you don't want to watch euphoria because it's just crazy but if anyone out there who watches it the craziness of how his character is a complete opposite but yet not as elvis kind of nuts um let's see so she is in oh my god she's in the craft movie the the new one that they did legacy um Kalia, she's um she's also in on the basis of sex which is about ruth bader ginsburg oh. like as young coming up uh she's in bad times at the el royale which i wanted to see but i didn't see she was really young because that was like 2018 wow oh she's in mare of Easttown. i saw that hmm. that was really good that's the show with kate winslet where she's like this detective it's on hbo it's really good it's just one season I think she might be like the daughter, possibly. Not sure, but I did see that, so I didn't know that was her. She is in Vice, that movie about uh, Dick Cheney. Not that much. The first thing she was in was Pacific Rim Uprising, and that was 2018, so she is brand new. Wow. That's pretty cool. I mean, she's definitely... I feel like she could easily get an Oscar nod for this. I think. I I hope she does, and she... She, she was really, so good. There's so much too that in the movie there is dialogue within her eyes alone. Yeah. Within her facial expressions alone. She was telling so much about what was going on just by how uncomfortable she looked, mm-hmm. by how scared she looked, by you know how infatuated she was. There were so many uh just feelings and emotions that was were happening where you're just looking at her because yeah there were some parts where she just wouldn't she wasn't saying anything like let's say when she's at the dinner table um like with elvis's family mm-hmm. and like there's a there's a whole conversation going on just by looking at her <laughs> i think that's a real like true tell of sofia coppola i feel like she a lot of her like a uh, leading stars or like the women, especially in her, in her roles, like in her, all of her films are very much like she, 
really captures that like those in-between moments but she must know how to direct them really well because Kirsten Dunst is incredible at it and Marie Antoinette I mean she's not even talking throughout most of that film it's basically you're just watching you're just looking everything is just looking and same with Virgin Suicides she doesn't talk that much I mean most of the girls don't talk that much but it's all about like it's all about their looks and how they feel and they all the women feel all the women in most of her stories, if not all, and it probably has to do with like her subconscious, they all feel trapped. They're all like trapped in like this golden cage that looks really, really great from the outside. It's not virgin suicides. They're not in a golden cage, but, but everyone else, like it's like this loneliness. My note about it was that Priscilla seemed so upset throughout this whole thing, but she felt like a child who was out of place everywhere she was. She just looked like she was, like, what am I supposed to do? How do I interact with these people? And you even see when she's in Germany and she's first meeting Elvis, like the second time or whatever, they're hanging out. And you see these other women, like sitting on another group of couches and they're like, she's so young. Like, yeah. oh my God, she's so young. And so they don't even talk to her. She's yeah. just by herself because they're like, she looks like a child. I'm like, she is. She is a child. <laughs> she's yeah. in fourth grade or like eighth grade or some shit. Like she literally is doing homework. Yeah. Like, it's wild it's wild that also oh. someone on twitter had a really funny comment i think i sent it to the group chat but there was another really great one that was like um th- throughout the whole movie they're dating and then it's like an hour in she graduates from high school <laughs> so was like yeah like that's that's how we're showing this because that's the real timeline like I, yeah. I know lisa might not like it but that's what it was like for your mom she was dating him and like moved moved to another country for him for him and the parents knew but see i don't know if i can fault the parents because back then that was probably not weird yeah you know so maybe and he's famous and they're probably like well he's got people to take care of her you know like even if he's not there no like i think it's uh I'm looking at Twitter now and it's insane. I could like talk about this forever. Someone said this movie is for the Lana Del Rey girlies who actually understood the real meaning of songs like Lolita and Ultraviolence. Yes! She, yes! (laughs) Someone else put a gif of like this angry mom walking out on Dr. Phil and it said, just watch Priscilla. Where the fuck is Elvis buried at? (laughs) Like there were like, also the fact that he was like reading, he was like anally like reading these books and trying to like tell her like what was what. And I was like, this is a man right here. They have not changed in like a hundred years. It's like, how many people have had this? Have totally had this. It's like so nuts. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that that girl. Well, and that's the thing with the parents is like, like clearly the parents weren't all for it or they didn't care. Like the dad was like pretty strict, even like, like, Elvis in the movie was like, your dad's pretty strict. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so it's not like I would put blame on the parents, but I would put blame on the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dang, she was so good. They didn't value women. No. Like, they just didn't. It was just like, you know, have a child, get married. Women um, couldn't even have a bank account at this time. No, you couldn't even have, like, credit yeah you can have anything and that was only changed in like the 60s or 70s yeah. where women could have credit cards like that is really wild that like 
people that are grandparents and great grandparents now like remember that time like you can ask them like did you have a credit card my grandmother um got married to my grandfather when she was 18 and that was like the year that she could leave her house and she left her house and she she got married and I mean they were together you know the the entire time they got married they had a child and like nice and happy but like yeah but she if she had gone out on her own she wouldn't have been able to like take care of herself not yeah. not saying she wouldn't have because she's a very strong independent woman but like yeah she didn't have a bank account <laughs> they kind of and i feel like if you were an unmarried woman they would like relegate you to some kind of like convent or like if you weren't married by a certain time like you just couldn't be single like in society like you yeah. couldn't get an apartment lease like they wouldn't rent like you would probably live with another woman but like even if you had like just to bring it back to boardwalk empire i was watching it and like this young couple in it one is michael pitt another one is uh i forgot her name she's uh like a really cool actress she they were both in college and she ends up getting pregnant they're probably like 19 and then she tells him like you know i'm gonna have a baby and he's like oh my god and and he's like oh okay well um we should get a place and she's like okay and he's like i guess maybe we should get married and she's like oh i'm okay okay like i guess and he's like yeah it'll make getting a place easier because like you couldn't be unmarried and have and get an apartment lease back then like it you just would have to be married there's no reason why you would be cohabitating with the opposite sex if you weren't married like they probably just wouldn't give it to you so you would have to get married even if you didn't like the person and not to mention like I mean, this was an abusive relationship. I don't give yeah. a fuck if he was, like, the most famous guy in the world and everybody loved him. Like, this was an abusive relationship. I mean, he threw that chair, like, next yeah. to her head, like, with other people in the room. Well, in the book. So there was, like, a, a thing of, like, showing parts in the movie and then showing parts of the book. Oh. Like, so, yeah, she she he threw the chair at her and then something fell. And then, like, I think it was, like, a vinyl record hit her. <gasps> yeah so like so yeah he he is abusive and then remember they were doing the pictures like on the bed and he like pushed her he was like i said stop and then she like ran into the bathroom and then of course he did like what most not well i don't want to say most guys but what is somewhat like commonplace in those situations where it's like immediate apology like oh my god i didn't mean to do that and he was like outside the door one of my favorite quotes that uh she says is like you can't play without winning which is such a like uh as lana says you're just a man it's just what you do (laughs) like seriously and she dated a cop (laughs) she dated a cop dude like was he a good cop that was like shutting down like child trafficking organizations or was he like a douchey one like a street cop or like comments because he cheated on her while he was getting married to another woman. Wait, so he was getting married to another woman and he was dating Lana Del Rey? Yes, Lana <gasps> was the other woman. No. Yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. Um, I forget his name, but... Oh, like, wow. He, he's such, like, when you see his Instagram, he's such a douche. Oh, and, no. Yeah, he, he, he cheated and, like, yeah... And she made great music about it, but like I just try to think it's Elvis instead of a douchey cop. 
Oh my god. But like, I guess one and the same. So. <laughs> Man, oh, what are some other quotes that you had? Because I didn't have any quotes. I didn't have anything written down. Um, so yeah, the you can't play without winning. That's a good one. Um, what a funny part uh, when they're taking acid for the first time. Oh yeah. And she says, "Oh my god, your shirt is breathing." <laughs> oh, and he goes keep the home fires burning i was like yeah. i think she's like they're going out the fires are going out like when are you coming back home i'm like home fires get out of here with your yeah. ruby ass out yeah, wherever seriously. the hell you are doing um, whatever the hell you're doing another quote was when she was failing um her math class and <laughs> she looks over at her classmate and goes do you like elvis presley just so she could like cheat on her, yeah. on her test. Like, that totally would have been me. I would have done that. Oh hell yeah, I would have done that. Why? I mean, <laughs> why else? I would have been like, I'm. I'm surprised that she didn't drop out of school, yeah. or that he didn't make her drop out of school because, like, that seems to be like what would have maybe happened. Like, you're with Elvis, you know? Like, yeah. what are you? You're like, and she ended up becoming an actress, I think, Priscilla, mm-hmm. like later on in like the '80s or or some show she was in, like Dynasty, like one of those. Let me look it up. I see one of those like part, late night. There was a part where he was like talking to Priscilla's father and was like, I'm going to put her in the best private Catholic girl school. I know. And I was like, ro- my eyes just rolled to the back of my head. I know. <laughs> good Lord. Because she has to be a good girl. Ugh. That's his like, that's his thing. Like she can't be spoiled. She, she just can't. She just has to be like this untouchable. Oh, holy shit. Priscilla Presley's in Melrose Place. I can't wait till I get to that part. Wow. She's some nurse in season four. Awesome. I'm in season two, like barely. Oh, Dallas. She was in Dallas. That's the show. Yeah, she was in a lot of stuff. She's in Naked Gun, like the Naked Gun movies. Oh. Um, So yeah, my mom said she was like, oh yeah, she was an actress. She's like, I remember that she became an actress obviously we knew she was married to elvis and everything but i'm glad that she got out of that relationship because back then i can imagine people being like you can't divorce elvis that that's just crazy like he's everything and i don't think he got married again right i don't think so well and imagine like he he was so i mean and it's all control but he was so fixated on having her be the perfect you know little schoolgirl, but He's also feeding her drugs and alcohol to the point oh, yeah. where she was, she was passed out for two days. Oh, my God. Like, how did that not kill her? I know she's little. She's tiny, taking like a full grown man's dose of sleeping pills and then taking, you know, amphetamines on top of that. That's or whatever. Wild. I don't know what it was, but. That's yeah. so wild. I Oh, I also had no idea that. He had such a a control over her look. Like, I yeah. thought it was something that she did on her own. But he, one of my favorite scenes, it's not favorite because it's good, but I just like the way they showed it when they're dress shopping. <gasps> and she's yeah. dress shopping and she comes out and she's like this print. And he was like, no, 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 no prints. Like, prints don't do anything for you. And dye your hair black and wear more eye makeup. Like, he was like creative directing what he wanted her to look like so they could match essentially because they just match so well together in you know pictures and everything but yeah because then i love also that you see when she was kind of like 
getting ready to leave him that she looked more normal. She had her like light brown hair. Her clothes were very like that photo where he's wearing that jumpsuit and they're sitting, he's sitting in the chair and they have yeah. the baby. And then she comes around the side and she's wearing like normal sweater and pants, like nothing that she would have probably worn when she first met him, but she yeah. looks more regular and you could tell, I think that's when she says like, I'm leaving. I mean, the fuck out of here. And, and you can really see a turn in her behavior like where she she's starting to rebel when um he like she's wearing again after he said no prints she's wearing a print and she's like fine i'll fucking return the dress yeah and there there were a few scenes like that where you see you see her trying trying to like gain some sense of self Mm -hmm. and he would take it away from her and you know, and then she would just try to please him. Like he was saying, oh, this sounds garbage or I don't like this. And then he's like, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, she's a, she's a yes man. She's a yes man, like always listening to him and like agreeing with him. So she goes, I don't like the song. And then throws a fucking chair at him. Like, but, but you see, at least with her fashion, she was like trying to gain her own sense of self, which... I think, again, a part of, like, the beautiful power of femininity. I know. Right? And fashion is such a, it's such a vehicle that is so much more than just what you're wearing. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. it's, that's how you kind of assert your independence, like, wearing what you want, wearing what someone doesn't like. And that also kind of non-verbally shows, like, I'm not taking your shit. Yeah, because he could see like he anyone can see if you look a certain way and he's told you all of a sudden you're not dyeing your hair all of a sudden you're not wearing any makeup and you're wearing like pants which is like mm -hmm. you know everything that's opposite from what he would want and also i'm sure a lot of men at that time i mean not everyone but a lot of men i'm sure really resented women's liberation i mean yeah. this was around the time where the pill was invented i believe mm -hmm. in like the 60s 50s ish but like the 60s and 70s were when more women were on it. So that means women now have control over like, I don't want to have a kid with you necessarily. Or maybe we have five and I don't want to have 10 or yeah. whatever it is. But just the fact that they are in control and now women are, you know, able to do things on their own and like go to college. And, you know, all those things were were kind of happening at that era, too, where I'm sure she saw other women in life. And they were kind of like, I'm sure someone said, like, you don't have to stay with him. Like, who cares if he's Elvis? Get the fuck out. You're going to be fine. Um, everyone, you know, you'll be fine with your child. Like, it'll be totally cool. And then she, you know, got up. She was, like, in her 20s when she that's, divorced him? Or was she? one thing that, yeah, I think she was in her 20s. I, I would have loved it in the movie if they did show, some, like, because it's very much she is on her own all the time. It's, mm -hmm. mainly, it's mainly shots of her by herself if she's not with Elvis. And she wanted to go. She was like, oh, well, I can join you. And he was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's going to be lame. Like, he didn't want her on the road. No, I mean, a lot of guys probably don't want their women. He wanted her as, like, some, like, exotic bird that he could just, like, put in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Literally a golden cage. That's what yeah. she was in, in in Graceland. And she was like, fuck this. Yeah. And, and I am curious of, like, maybe maybe it's in the book. I don't know. But I don't feel like in the movie we necessarily see, like, anyone any you know third party member that's there to help support her get out of it no unless she truly had to like just get out of it by herself which if she did 
that's fucking strong. Yeah, like, did she have contact with her parents? I have no idea. Again? Like, maybe, like, I wonder. I guess we have to read the book. We need to. Yeah, we're all like, I wonder what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Priscilla is. She just did an interview, actually, with Piers Morgan, which is lame. Um, But Uh. she just did one, like, I think a week ago. So I kind of want to watch it. It's probably on YouTube somewhere, like, probably talking about the movie and other things we don't know. She might write another book because that book, I think, is pretty old. I saw saw one thing, and I think it was from that interview where she was talking about how, like, and I, I could be wrong, but from what I remember, she was like, yeah, we did not have a much of a sexual relationship at all. Like they literally like she was like, yeah, we had sex once. I got pregnant and like that was it. That's what I figured. That's what yeah. it felt like. Like they literally. Yeah, that was. And which makes me think like, you know, he was like grieving his mom and shit. Like that's what makes me think it, it was almost like he needed like. It, it's a mix of like he needed mama at home mm-hmm. like someone to talk to that he was close to but um also like yeah like some type of like controlling resentment towards women yeah there has like it's very and maybe he's resentful that his mom died and that it's something that he couldn't control and that she's yeah. no longer there and now he has to make other like women in her image kind of and like treat them this way but he's also still really like mean yeah like really mean maybe his dad was mean to his mom like i I don't know maybe he saw something also the book was written in 1985 okay so i wonder if she'll write like a follow-up or or anything but i would love (sighs) to know like more about her life what a life like what a life imagine imagine like you being a teenager and fucking i don't know i'm gonna say who is who's like a huge i mean the first thing that comes to my mind is kurt cobain but like yeah but not someone like that it'd have to be like a pop star it'd have to be a pop star yeah who would do something weird like that who would be like hey like come follow me or like someone knows someone i don't know who it would be that me at like 14 yeah i would have been kurt cobain but there's no way that would have happened but what pop star could i think of that would be like comparable there is no like anyone like elvis yeah there's like and i feel like the pop stars of today like i hate them all (laughs) yeah like maybe like a harry styles kind of dude i I don't know i mean yeah it doesn't really work yeah it doesn't work there's no one like that there's no also it's really different too because celebrity was so much more controlled back then and you didn't have any other media besides the television and the newspaper and actually going to show up to a concert so you also it also was really cool too which i think needs to happen again which uh, some celebrities are doing it i think mystery needs to come back to celebrity i feel like we don't need to know every little thing you don't need to tell us every little thing just kind of live in this mysterious ish world so you can still retain part of your life Mm -hmm. you know it's it's one thing for um that's why a lot of people kind of go into hiding and it's one thing to kind of be so sherry but it's like when you share everything it's just kind of like okay like and 
Like, yeah. what else? Like, I just kind of want to like you for your... This is why it's annoying that sometimes I'll like music, but I'm like, I hate the person. Because yeah. I just don't like how they come off in real life or whatever it is. But then I'm like, but I like their music. I wish I didn't know as much as I know about them because they're kind of annoying. But I feel kind of that way about Nicki Minaj. Like, I love Nicki Minaj's music. But I don't really agree with, like, how she does things in her personal life. But I feel it's just because mm-hmm. we know everything. Yeah. It's like, it's too much. Like, let me just like her rapping. <laughs> like, yeah. let me just like her shit and not worry about the guy she's married to. And all these people, like, talking shit about that. I'm just like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Same with Britney. Yeah. Can't we just have Britney do what she wants to do? Like, you know, and then she people can come out with books and then you know tell their story the way they want to tell it but they don't have to worry about being like overexposed now britney's i mean granted i'm in the middle of britney's book but like oh, the first half of it is basically how like everything sucked and everyone controlled everything around her and that's not how it happened these people like ambushed me for interviews so that's why most of her interviews from that time she's like surly and she's kind of like I don't want to do this. Like, why are you asking me about Justin? Like, really? You're here asking me about this? They made her cry on public television. On purpose. On purpose. And another woman journalist does this to you. And asks you about your virginity? What the fuck? Like, and it's crazy. I think I listened to, like, a clip or something of this interview that this one, this a woman, like, a woman from England. She's like, so, any news on, like, whether or not you've lost your virginity? And she goes, like, huh? And then she just kind of doesn't answer. And then she's like, well, it's private. And then she's like, any news on that front? Like, she kept asking her. And Brittany's like, I mean, no. Like, I'm not answering that. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, god, it's, it's like this obsession about, like, purity. Yeah. Like, America, America has such an obsession over sex and purity. Mm-hmm. And, like, for, for them to be asking a... She was a minor at that time. Yeah. Wasn't she? She uh-huh. was, like, 16, 17. Yeah. Like, who the fuck asks that on national television? A, a grown-ass adult. Yeah. Like, even, like, men would ask her about her breast size. Yeah. Like, and her dad is right there. There's one like scene where she's talking about, uh, I mean, Priscilla and Brittany have a lot in common too. And not in the fact that she was married to like a really incredible star, but she's kind of like the Elvis and the Priscilla at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. like, she's kind of locked in her house because everyone's saying all this weird shit about her following her all the time. She can't do anything. And then I think she said that like one of the interviews, she was like in her apartment and her dad and like some guy barged in and was like, you're having um, Diane Sawyer come to the house like in an hour and you have to do an interview. And she's like, what? Like, I didn't agree to this. And they kind of were like, this is what you're doing. Like all of a sudden, like, and her dad is listening to this, like listening to what people ask. Mm. It's like poor Brittany, but thank God I heard volume two is coming out though no way she has to because she ends it when she's with that fucking asshole that she divorced sam whatever like so much happened after she stopped writing so i was like wait a minute we need a post sam update because he's i i personally i i do not my opinion is i do not think he was good for her no um there's something was weird something weird is there and also i saw some interview in like interview magazine and a photo shoot with him like around the timing of this book and i was like uh bad move whoever approved this i would have can't killed that story because i'm not putting this out like she's not with him anymore this is yeah. like irrelevant this guy's trying to be famous 
he wants to be like an actor or something i was like no 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 no. like i wouldn't have put that out but and justin we waiting for you justin is hiding in the trenches right now because he knows Mm -hmm. he knows we're coming after him we want to hear it i want to hear it i don't want a notes apology on instagram i don't want some pre-written pr shit i want you on that camera bags and all under your eyes i see him i want i want that computer to be tilted back and i (laughs) i want to see i want to see that little bit of like under chin Mm -hmm. and i want him to apologize yeah i want him to apologize to her and all of us Oh, and and I think Janet Jackson also deserves an apology. Totally. And he gave both of them a notes apology years ago. Oh, I know what it was. I watched this ABC News special about Britney and her book. And they were showing like clips and stuff. And they were showing like Timbaland recently who retracted his statement. But he told, he said in a fucking interview like last week that Justin should have put a muzzle on Britney. (laughs) I was like, the fuck? Oh, Timbaland, don't say that. Timbaland, shut up. No one cares about anything you've done. And not to mention, Britney didn't want to work with your ass. And I guess that's why. Because to be fair, though, dick. I love his production and his music. But still, come on, man. <laughs> and he had to apologize swiftly after. Because, man, what were you smoking? Like, no. Like, don't yeah, say shit like that. that. Yeah. Don't give oh, Justin no. any fucking anything. No. Please. He needs to come on to, like the Super Bowl stage and publicly apologize to Britney. Like everyone needs to be watching. None of this like notes, Instagram stories disappears. No. Yeah. Just hiding behind a fake ass apology. And Jessica Biel draft those divorce papers. That's all I'm saying. Seriously. Draft them. Get get them out. They're like, uh, this is interfering with our anniversary. Nobody cares about your anniversary. No one fucking cares about your anniversary. What movie has she even done in the last 20 years? Also, get Cameron Diaz on the line. What was he like when you dated him for like four years? Yeah, he needs to apologize to Cameron Diaz. Everyone. (laughs) And he needs to apologize to the whole world and just kind of just shuffle off somewhere. I don't know how he can absolve himself, really. But JC was always the leader of NSYNC. We all know it. And he needs to apologize to America for making us think that him and Jimmy Fallon were funny because they're not. They're not. They're so annoying. They're so annoying. Jimmy Fallon's so fucking annoying. Oh my I, god! I I used to think he was so funny, and then I found the light. I just grew up a little bit. I matured, and I was like, "This dude's annoying." He's a child. He's like a, a almost child. fifty year old child. Well, like going ugh. back to the movie, he interviewed Jacob mm-hmm. about the Priscilla movie, and or maybe it was another movie. I don't remember. And he was like, "Who is like your first crush?" <laughs> And I I forget the answer. Um, Brad but, Pitt and yeah, Troy. Brad Pitt. And he starts <laughs> laughing and he's like, "What? No, that was like my first. Yeah, he's like crushed. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Jimmy, you need to apologize. <laughs> yeah. Why are you laughing? You should not be laughing because every person on this planet probably had a crush on Brad Pitt at one point. Yeah. So like, wake up. Yeah, he was kind of like, ha, ha, ha. and I love that. Like Jacob Elordi was just like. No, I'm I'm serious. I mean, I was like 12. Have you ever seen Troy? That's a beautiful man. Like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I can't deny that. I was like, and this is why we like you. This is please don't date Kylie Jenner. I can't handle this. Oh, no. I don't know who he's fake dating now. Um, uh, Jacob Elordi, but I think he might be in some PR relationship. Yeah. All there's some relationships are PR relationships. They all are. I'm sorry. They all are. Unless they met in like the 80s, then they all are. 
like it's so Speaking crazy of the 80s who was you know this is just a fun fact the parents in ferris dealer uh-huh the, the, the husband and wife the parents of ferris dealer met on <sighs> that uh on that movie scene movie set and they eventually got married and had their own kid. No way! There's a real life Ferris Bueller out there. Oh my god! Wait, have you seen Ferris Bueller? Oh yeah, that's like one of my favorite movies. Oh, okay, I don't know why for some reason I thought you hadn't seen it, and I was like, we have to do it. I can't believe you haven't seen this. Oh yeah. Oh no. Well, when you're ready to do it, I will be there. Oh I love yeah, that movie. let's do it. Backtrack for sure. Oh, I'm yes. fucking love Ferris Bueller. That's so funny that they got married. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I guess- I guess they were in New York and um, Conan was somewhere and and this like girl and apparently she's like gorgeous. Um, she like comes up to him and she's really, really you know like kind of like oh god like do I have to and, and she goes hey have you have you ever seen Ferris Bueller Ferris Bueller's Day Off and he goes yeah and she goes well um, I'm the parents kid. <laughs> <gasps> has to tell like Conan the entire story and that's it's so, so funny. funny oh my god that's so great oh I well. wish I wish well do you have any uh final thoughts or like signing off I mean this is just off the top of our head so we may or may not watch this again and we'll probably do it for like a proper forward flash in a while like when it's streamable yeah uh, so we can watch it again but yeah do you have any I thought it was great a plus Sophia's back uh mother has delivered yet again yes yes mother delivered um i i feel like i needed a movie like this um it definitely inspired my fashion taste for the next couple years nice um so that's what i'm most excited about and it gave me some new music to listen to that i absolutely love yeah we should share make your make like an oldies playlist i will i already share it give it to me like later tonight or tomorrow because i'm gonna put this up in like a few days and then we will both put our like oldies mix be a mix of like everything before like 1970 so we'll we'll keep it like this movie centric and yeah so we'll share that so we can all the other like weird nerdy stuff also this is a reminder to listen thank you for telling me to the Conan O'Brien podcast with Steve Albini, Chris Novoselic, and Dave Grohl. It's incredible. For any Nirvana fan, oh, it's fucking great. And there's some tidbits I haven't heard before, which is kind of hard at this point because I've seen like everything Nirvana related. Um, so it's great. And Conan is just chef's kiss. I, I love me some Conan. Yeah, me too. So funny. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, and join the Patreon and do all that stuff. I don't know. Me and Charles are going to do Daria episodes coming up soon we're doing two daria episodes we're we just talked about doing the punk singer the kathleen hannah doc and i don't know other shit interviews whatever i have a new interview um with me and this really amazing fan um kev creature we talked about gregoraki movies for an hour so that was really fun <laughs> it's cool yeah. to hear from like a youngin about gregoraki so it was really fun so yeah until it. next time we will see you later bye bye